It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun with Cuomo, de Blasio, Joe Biden. All the stars are out there saying dumb things today, lining out exactly how they feel about you and I. And we are going to have fun breaking all that down tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Obviously, the elephant in the room at the moment is Cuomo. Cuomo's the big guy right now. Cuomo got himself in a bit of trouble. We're going to break down exactly what happens, whether I believe everything, why they're doing it, and why it actually is important for the entire United States of America, much more important than just New York. The most important story today, though, is actually not Cuomo. It's Bill de Blasio. And you're going to have to wait about 10 minutes, and I'll tell you what de Blasio is doing that it has more impact on your life and my life than anything else going on. Joe Biden doing things blatantly unconstitutional, and I'm going to tell you why that doesn't matter at all now. It's going to be a wild Jesse Kelly show. And I have one more quick thought on the Olympics, but first and foremost... Let's go ahead and tackle the 1,000-pound bear, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. Governor of New York who is specifically responsible for the death of 15,000 of his citizens. Many people say more. Specific, he, he did that. He issued an order, got those people killed. Hey, you person with coronavirus. Uh, yeah, you can go right back to the state nursing home. That's fine. It's not like those people were vulnerable. He sent them in. Old people died in droves. Andrew Cuomo is also something else. He is apparently, well, if we're to believe the Attorney General, Letitia James, he apparently has sexually harassed virtually every woman in the state of New York and possibly planet Earth. The investigation found that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed current and former New York State employees by engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching and making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature. And apparently there's more than one of these women. Apparently there's a lot. The governor denied inappropriately touching anyone or making any lewd statements. He said, that's not who I am. The governor said he always tries to put people at ease, though 11 women who came forward to the New York Attorney General's office said they found the governor's conduct demeaning and offensive. Okay. I'm going to get to Andrew Cuomo's response and all that in just a moment, but you and I, we're not going to do what everyone else, even on the right, has done all day long. You and I are going to approach this in a much more brutal fashion. Adult-like? I don't know how you want to describe how we do things, how you and I do things on this show, but let's just be honest about this. I don't like to tell you things just because you want to hear them. I like to be honest. Brutal truths, hard truths. This country is lacking the will to say hard truths. You know what you've heard all day long on the right? 
Andrew Cuomo's going down. Ooh, he's going down now. Did you see? Did you see Joe Biden called for him to resign? Chuck Schumer called for him to resign. Nancy Pelosi, Bill de Blasio. I don't know how he survives this. I'll grow up, all of you. Grow up. You and I, we have to accept that we live in a different United States of America than our parents did, and certainly much different than their parents did before them. What do I mean by that? We don't live in a lawful time anymore. No, it doesn't look like Mad Max out there with a bunch of souped-up cars and guns and women in leather. I mean, I guess if you're at a biker rally, but that's another story entirely. No, it doesn't look like that as far as post-law goes, but we live now... In a society, as sad as this is, we live in a society where there are people who are subject to the law and there are people who are not subject to the law. That's a fact. Andrew Cuomo is governor of New York. His father was the three-time governor of New York. Andrew Cuomo has more friends in more high places than you or I will ever, ever be able to acquire combined in a thousand lifetimes. Andrew Cuomo not only has all that, Andrew Cuomo has been a loyal servant of the system. The system doesn't ever bust its own. The system protects its own. Andrew Cuomo, I'm sorry to say, isn't going anywhere. Now, let's unpack the actual details of this, although I don't do this much. One, understand this. The lady leading this probe, Letitia James, she's New York's AG. You don't know her yet. You will. She'll be a national Democrat one day. She wants Andrew Cuomo's job. Okay. Already that's a little suspect, but... I try to unpack these sexual harassment claims as they come. I handle them just like I've handled every single incident with police, as you well know. I don't ever take all this side or all that side. Let's unpack the details as they come in. If this was one woman stepping up anonymously, remember how this always happened to Trump? It was always some anonymous woman or someone who didn't want to testify. If this was one woman anonymously saying, hey, Andrew Cuomo, slap me on the rear, I'd be all, ah, let's hold off on that. Let's hold off on that. This is 11 women who not only came forward, came forward and gave statements to the AG. If 11 women came forward, because women don't want to come forward, understandably, they don't want to relive that, they don't want to talk about it for the most part, the, the women who've gone through that stuff. If 11 women came forward, that means there's 111 women. That's a lot. Do I know any of these things are true? No. I suspect they are, but I don't know. I would submit to you, while this is a big deal and guys don't be a pig, it's probably a bigger deal that a bunch of people's mothers and fathers are dead because of Andrew Cuomo. So the probe was political. I do believe the charges. But again, I have bias written in there because I hate Andrew Cuomo. And our final conclusion with all this Cuomo stuff, he's not going anywhere. 
He's even out there telling you he's not going anywhere. I don't know why so many people on the right feel the need to pour this false hope on people. He's going down. He won't survive the day. Did you even hear his response? I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. My attorney, who is a non-political former federal prosecutor, has done a response to each allegation. And the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. I did ask her questions I don't normally ask people. I did ask her how she was doing and how she was feeling. And I did ask questions to try to see if she had positive support of dating relationships. I know too well the manifestations of sexual assault trauma and the damage that it can do in the aftermath. I was trying to make sure she was working her way through it the best she could. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. Okay, okay, okay. We got it. We got it. The general gist of that is, does that sound like a man who's about to resign? Does that sound like a man who thinks he's at the end of a long political career because his evil deeds have been discovered and now that it's in the light he has no choice but to walk away head hung in shame? Or does that sound like a man who knows he has about a trillion governors, judges, lawyers, cops, state legislators, New York City councilmen, and several other people in his pocket? Now, that's not even the big story of the day. You want to hear the big story of the day, the one you should worry about? I'll tell you next. The Talk Radio Revolution. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a rambunctious Tuesday night. Look, there are some days where you come in, you show up at the show, and there there aren't really huge national stories. And I'll be frank, most people in my business, they hate those days because then you have to kind of make stuff up. I personally love those days because then I just get to screw off the entire show and talk about whatever I want. (laughs) And then there are days like today when Cuomo, the most powerful governor in America probably, is in trouble. Bill de Blasio made an announcement that should be shaking the world to its core. Nobody's talking about it. And... Joe Biden just got up and not only said something odd, he's doing something completely against the law right in your face, and it's very indicative of where we're going. Now, a couple housekeeping items before I get on to this Bill de Blasio thing, and this is really important, so hang on for the Bill de Blasio part. A couple housekeeping items. One, I'm glad you enjoyed the phones last night. Did you really think I was going to screw you over with the phones? Did you think I was going to open up the phone lines and take a bunch of boring phone calls? Or did you think I was going to make it fun? I'm glad you enjoyed it. Just know I'll probably give out the number again a little later on in the show. Maybe take another call or two tonight. The rules remain. I don't want hi. I don't want how are you. I don't want that you love me. I don't want any of it. The small talk gets you hung up on. If I go right to you and you're just droning on and boring me, you get hung up on. If you're hammered, 
All right, I'll probably let you talk. In all seriousness, this is a show we don't tolerate the calls everyone else tolerates. I don't have a soul, remember? I don't have some moral grounding. And I don't have shame. I will take your phone call and drop it into a wood chipper and pour the wood chips into an active volcano before I allow you to murder the audience with boredom. So if I give out the number a little later on, and I probably will, be ready. Just get right to your point. Now, one final thing on Cuomo. And I'm only going to spend a brief second on this because it's going to apply as much to Biden later on. The Cuomo stuff is a big deal. That he's going to walk away from this scot-free is a big deal for this reason. There is a feeling out there right now. A feeling amongst a high percentage of Americans, myself included, I'll tell you, I, I feel I'm right in this group, that there are now two different justice systems in the United States of America that the haves, they don't have to worry about screwing up, and the have-nots can get busted without even screwing up. That is a feeling. That is not a small thing. The system can't see it because the system can't ever self-reflect, but it is a really, 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 really big deal if people like you and I feel like the social contract has been breached. What do I mean by the social contract? I mean this. You, an American. Well, this only applies to our American listeners. I realize there are a bunch of international people now, which is kind of hilarious. But as an American, or whoever you are, whatever country you're in, you have agreed. You didn't sign a piece of paper, but you have agreed to terms with where you live. You've made this mental agreement in your head. You have agreed, I will be a law-abiding citizen, for the most part. I will pay my taxes, for the most part. I will obey the rules society lays out before me. These are the things I will do. You, the society itself, whatever nation we're talking about, you also have obligations in this contract. One of those obligations, on top of safety and other things, one of those obligations is you will provide me an avenue of fair recourse if laws are broken, if wrongs are done. That is part of what the social contract is that we make with every one of our nations. If the United States of America is now violating that contract repeatedly, What it's going to do is it's going to make people feel, a lot of people feel, like it's okay to walk away from the deal. You breached the contract. I didn't. Looks like we're not in business anymore. That's a dangerous place for a country. That's a dangerous place for a country. And that's not near as dangerous as what Bill de Blasio was doing. Now, this made a tiny bit of news today. The chances are you don't even know what I'm talking about because all the news has been Andrew Cuomo and and, uh, and Joe Biden. That's what all the news has been today. Bill de Blasio did something today. And before I go into exactly what he did, I need you to understand something. I, because I'm offensive, I'm willing to say things, truths that other people aren't willing to say. And one of those is, remember, we're not all equal. That's a lie. We're not equal. Men aren't equal to women. 
other women aren't equal to this woman. This woman's not equal to them. Men aren't equal to men. I'm not equal to Chris. Chris isn't equal to me. Equality is a lie. And the levels of importance to a society, to a country, to a world, they vary too. You can hate New York City all you want. I personally adore it. I love it. You know that. You can hate it all you want. And you probably do, especially if you're in rural America. That's fine. Hate it all you want. What New York City does is important. It's very important. New York City is probably the capital of the world. It's unquestionably the financial capital of the world. New York City matters a lot. So when I say this matters, believe me, it matters. It matters because they're going to lead. What New York City does, other people are going to copy. Now, what do I mean? What am I talking about? Bill de Blasio came out. This is before. This wasn't what he did today. Bill de Blasio came out, and he had this to say about these private businesses that are now giving out vaccine mandates. We've seen leaders in the private sector blaze the trail here. I want to thank a great New York City entrepreneur, Danny Meyer, for the announcement he made regarding his restaurants. I want to thank Equinox and SoulCycle for the decision they made about vaccine mandates. I want to thank everyone in the Broadway community for the decision they made related to indoor performances. So examples right there, dining, fitness, performances, where you see leaders in the private sector already saying clearly, vaccination's the answer. We need these strong, clear mandates. Okay. Not the end of the world right there, right? I mean, it's not great. I mean, the the, the mayor of New York City's talking about private sector businesses. Of course, they're all large private sector businesses, but he's talking about private sector businesses passing these vaccine mandates, making sure that if you want to walk in here, show me show me your papers. Get your papers out now. But that's not the dangerous thing. The danger came right after that. And you need to pay real close attention to what I'm about to play you. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it's going to be quite a night. By the way, I should mention this. I have Ned Ryan coming up about an hour from now. You probably don't know who that is, but you do need to know this. I get a lot of emails now as I've been encouraging people to run for office and help people run for office and go out there and do it. And I get a lot of emails from people, understandably so, saying, I don't know how, Jesse, tell me how. How can I learn how? What do I do? If you're somebody who's considering running for office, any office, stay for Ned Ryan. That's what he does. He takes people just like you, and he gets them ready to run for office. All right? All right, we clear on that? Remember, I will give out the phone number again tonight because apparently y'all enjoyed that thing immensely last night. Just know the rules aren't changing tonight. They'll never change. You better be on the ball if we go to you. If you're not, you're gone. Now, Bill de Blasio said something, and I'm going to play it for you in a second, but I have to clarify something. I started out most of my life not as a political guy, as a history guy. I never even got into politics till like 2010. Even as a child, I loved history, historical movies and documentaries and books, and I loved history. I love it. 
By the way, we have a new history podcast. It's already done. I would guess today or tomorrow should be out. I would guess. Chris, I'm looking at you, pal. It's you never. You know what? If you're upset about the history podcast not being out, remember the email is Jesse at jessekellyshow.com, and all those go right to Chris first. <laughs> no, he said he needs a couple days. Don't don't call. Don't scream at Chris. He's adding some production elements to it, if you must know. But anyway, I'm a history guy. The history of the world, the history of atrocities, they are they are all similar. And when I say they're all similar, this is what I mean. They're similar in that they find they find a way to separate people from each other. That's what they all had in common. That was step one, separating people from each other. I have always, as I read about history and just been a fan of it forever, I have always wondered as I study these horrible things men would do to other men. I mean, what kind of a man could storm into a house and get a husband and a wife and kids and drag them out to a wall and shoot them? Like who who could get their mind to that point and consider themselves the morally right good guy? I, I never got there because I always try to put myself in the story and I never figured it out. What's wrong with all these people? Are they demons? How did they get there? I get it now. I get it now because I'm watching things happen that are slowly but surely separating people in this society from each other. Since coronavirus hit a year and a half ago, I finally get it. I get how people got there. Did you hear what Bill de Blasio says? Have you heard about the key to the New York City pass? And remember, this is really, 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 really important because other blue areas are going to follow New York's lead. Here's what he had to say. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC pass. The key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. Did you hear what he just said? I want you... To really hear what he just just said, I'm going to do something very rare. I never, ever do this before. I'm going to play this for you again. And I want you to listen to how he describes what life is going to be like for the people who choose to do what they should do and what life is going to be like for the scumbags who won't participate. Listen to this one more time. Listen closely. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC pass, the key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's gonna open up to you. You'll have the key, you can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. Look around you. Look at all the beautiful splendor 
Look at all you can you can eat from eat from the lo- most lovely trees and drink the sweetest waters. You can frolic in the fields, lounge in piles of gold, as long as you're one of the good guys. If you're not one of the good guys, enjoy it sitting in the corner, starving to death, you wretched scum. Do you not see what's happening? Do you not see the United States of America separating one class of citizen from another class of citizen? It's laid out in front of your eyes. Even if you are the most terrified of COVID, pro-vaccine person in the world, can't you see it happening? It's happening in front of you. The separation of a society. The separation of classes of people. Oh, okay, we got a hundred of us. These 70, these all, these are the people who have chosen to be one of us. They've done the right things we want them to do. Those 30, oh, they're they're not part of us. Hey guys, why don't you go stand over there? I don't I don't want you to be seen as being part of us. Just go over there. We'll We're going to figure out, we're going to sit over here. We're going to figure out exactly what needs to be done with you. Okay. Oh no, I I don't, I don't think it'll be bad. I mean, it might be, you're certainly not going to be able to do all the things that we get to do, but just sit there. You're another class. Now you're a separate class of people. Have you ever heard of the 10 stages of genocide? You ever heard of that? There's something out there called the 10 stages of genocide. And it is creepy when you read through it and you find out how similar every single genocide in the history of the world began. I'm going to read you just a couple steps. Now, I'm not going to bore you to death, but I'm going to read you just a couple steps. You go ahead and stop me when any of this sounds familiar to what you're seeing in your country right now. Step one. Classification. People are divided into us versus them. Not seeing any of that, right? You haven't seen any of that. You haven't seen, let's say, the president of the United States of America stand up and say, this is now the pandemic of the unvaccinated. You haven't seen any of that, have you? Just remember, it could never happen here. Step two. Symbolism. People are forced to identify themselves. Not seeing any of that, right? Can't happen. Remember, this can't happen here. We're Americans. We're special. We're different. Step three, dehumanization. People equated with animals, vermin, or disease. Again, Any of this sounding familiar? Step five, and this is the one that's coming. The the government creates special groups, police slash military, to enforce the policies. Oh, there are ten steps. We're four steps in. Are you starting to realize what's happening yet? Are you starting to understand how really, really, really scary it is This vaccination, unvaccination, people who will comply, people who won't comply thing. You don't classify people like this without disaster coming. 
disaster coming. And why? Why does that happen every time? I'll explain why in just a second. But first and foremost, let's talk about Oxford Gold. You see, there are some things you should have in your safe. You should have a passport in there. Maybe a little cash. That wedding photo album you don't want to burn down if the house burns down. You should also have some gold in there. You understand you should have real gold, right? Not a piece of paper. You should have gold in your home. Gold has had value forever. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Gold has value. Buy it from Oxford Gold Group. They will line you out with exactly what you need. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Here's the thing about Oxford Gold. They have such a great reputation for a reason. I wouldn't be sending you there otherwise. I trust them with my friends and family. Call Oxford Gold Group today and get yourself protected. You work too hard for that money. 833-995-GOLD. For gold, you can hold. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. It's been a heavy Tuesday. A heavy Tuesday. I I, I said I'm going to tell you why. Why dividing people into classes always results in ugliness and a disaster. But I should, I guess, play. I I should once again play for you. The president of the United States, see, Biden came out. This just happened. Biden came out and made a statement about a bunch of coronavirus stuff. And he also made a statement about Cuomo. Chris, would you play the president's statement about Cuomo? Allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time. (laughs) Of course. Of course. They're all doing the game today. I'll tell you something. If you're on the right and you want a master class in how to handle controversy, Andrew Cuomo is about to show you. I'll explain that in just a moment. But first, back to what I was talking about. Why? Why do separating people into classes, why does it always result in a disaster? Because whenever you tell a group of people, if you and I, let's say you and I and a hundred people, there's a hundred total of us. We're all out and we're going to take a long hike through the desert and we get lost and we start worrying about running out of water. And I am the leader of the group because clearly I would be the leader, Chris. (laughs) All right. But I'm the leader of the group. And I get upset about the water running out. And I gather everybody together. And I convince you all, you know who's drinking all the water? All the short guys, which it probably would be those dirty short guys. But still, that's another story. All the short guys are drinking the water. Every man here who's under 5'10", he's the one drinking your water. How long would it take for random acts of violence to start breaking out against men under 5'10"? How long, how hard would it be for me to push that to happen? 
when you tell people, here are your problems, here are your problems, here are your problems. Oh, and did I mention those people over there? They're the ones responsible for your problems. The inevitable, inevitable next step is acts of violence against the people who are blamed. You see, with coronavirus, this is what it'll be. We have all these vaccinated people. And of course, the unvaccinated people are busy being classed out of society. And the vaccinated people, they want life to return to normal. That's part of the reason many people have gotten the vaccine. I just want to be left alone. I want to travel. I want to go to concerts. I want little Timmy to go to school. I'll get the vaccine. Just let me return to my life. Okay. They wanted a return to normal so bad. And maybe you're in this boat and that's fine. You wanted a return to normal so bad that you got a vaccine that isn't FDA approved. All right. I still understand it. I got it. But if you wanted a return to normal so bad, you would allow somebody to jam a needle into your arm and plunge something into your body. What if after you do that, somebody comes to you and says, Ooh, Bill, look, Bill, I know you wanted to return to normal. And I know you thought getting that vaccine was going to help you too. But Bill, here's the problem. Enough people haven't gotten it yet. When vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing, unless there is proof of vaccination, everybody should still be wearing masks. And so I actually support what the CDC is now doing, which is going back to this indoor mask requirement, because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated, that they have been walking around without masks. And in fact, that's what led to the surge that we're seeing. We can't trust them, Bill. Bill, I'm glad you got vaccinated, and I know you want to go to those concerts, and you want to travel, and you want to see Grandma, and you want to go eat in restaurants, and you want to do all those things, and Bill, I would love to give you that. I would love to give you that, but Bill, those people right over there, they're not getting vaccinated, Bill, and they're holding you back. What are you going to do about it? What do you think we should do to them, Bill? I mean, no, I don't want to do anything bad. I mean, right? Nothing bad, but don't you think we should at least classify them in some way, Bill? Shouldn't we separate them from us? I don't think they should get the same rights that you do. Do you, Bill? I mean, you got it. Any of this creeping you out yet? It better be creeping you out because it's creeping me out. All right. Don't forget, if you're interested in running for office or you're thinking about doing it in the future, or you're thinking about helping somebody who is, and you've written me an email or wanted to, say, Jesse, I don't know how. Help me. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Ned Ryan's coming up in about twenty-five, well, about 35 minutes from now. He does. He That's what he does. He helps normal people learn how to run for office. That's one. Two, you can email the show if you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read every one of them. Your love, your hate, your death threats, all are welcome. Three, against my better judgment, I'm going to allow you round two on the phones tonight. You had better understand the hook comes fast. No highs, no pleasantries, no how are yous, no I love yous, no nothing. You're not talking to your mother. You're talking to two million people. Get on the phone and get to the daggone point. You ready for the number? 
888-253-4373. Don't. I showed you last night. Don't burn me. I will drop you like a hot potato. Get in. Make your point. That's how we do things. It's different on this show. Now, the Olympics. You probably don't care about the Olympics and everything that's going on because, look, the ratings tell me you don't care. But I do have one little quick point about our society in general and the Olympics. Something something we have to adjust with our mentality. You know what that is? I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. I see people are gluttons for punishment. I hand out the phone number after hanging up on virtually everyone last night, and you all just light up the lines again. All right. I'll go back, but I have a couple other things I need to address here. One, Cuomo. Back to the Cuomo bit really quickly before I get to the Olympics. One thing I see a lot, and I know I'm going to offend some people with this, but one thing I see a lot right now is people piling on Andrew Cuomo's brother, Chris Cuomo, the CNN guy, for all the cover he ran for Andrew Cuomo, for, for writing basic things for him, Right, putting out press releases, running cover for his brother. Look, far be it from me to defend Chris Cuomo or defend CNN. It's, uh, this will probably be the only time I ever do either of those things. But I will simply say this. I'm not telling you I'm morally right. As you know, I would never say that because I'm never morally right. I don't have a moral compass. I will say this, though. It's his brother. It's his brother. What what would I do for my sister? Anything. I'll step way outside of your laws for my sister. My sister is my people. I will do anything for my people. My people come before everything. And again, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm telling you right now. My sister could murder somebody and come to me and say, Jesse, help. And I wouldn't drive her to the cop shop. We'd be going down to the docks to get her a ride on a boat that's heading to a non-extradition country somewhere. You can say that's wrong. And I'm not, look, I won't argue with you. It probably is. It's his brother. It's his brother. That's a fact. I did get a kick out of de Blasio's reaction to the Cuomo thing. Now, you should know before I play de Blasio's reaction, these two hate each other which I think is hilarious. But de Blasio and Cuomo absolutely hate each other. I mean, who doesn't hate de Blasio? Here's what de Blasio had to say. I obviously want to see the report. I definitely have faith in the attorney general that she and her team have conducted a thorough, objective investigation. And from what you're telling me, those are very troubling findings. But uh, I need to see the report to be able to give you uh, a deeper answer on this. And then he comes out and calls for him to resign. (laughs) All right. A quick point on the Olympics. And then, yes, I will take a phone call or two, unless the first one sucks, and then I'm not. 877-377-4373. Don't be the one who screws it up for everybody tonight. Don't be the one who does small talk or bores us. Mark Samford, that congressman from South Carolina, Yes, the one who was, he was actually a presidential hopeful. People forget about this. Mark Sanford, he was once the governor, and he was a presidential hopeful. 
And then he got himself in a bit of personal political scandal trouble, enjoying the fruits of Argentina. We're not going to get into that right now, but Mark Sanford came out and he said this. Basically, U.S. women's soccer team lost at the Olympics. Half the country cheered when they lost. You know, the soccer team that was dumping on the flag and taking a knee and all these other things. And then that hammer thrower, what was her name? Gwen Berry, the Black Lives Matter one who was protesting the anthem. She goes out, stinks up the joint, doesn't meddle. People on the right cheered. Understandably. Mark Sanford came out on social media and said this. Let's not be the people who cheer when America's daughters lose in the Olympics. No matter the politics or protest, they can never be our enemy. I want you to understand something. I want you to understand this. Anti-American cultural Marxists who want to destroy the country are in control of all of our cultural institutions now. All of them, as we've talked about before, all of them. From the Democratic Party, half the Republican Party, the entire federal bureaucracy, entertainment, education, sports, you name it. They're in control of all of them. Half the churches. And they're a tiny minority of how people actually feel. You realize that's only about 20-30% of the country are truly anti-American communists who hate the place. Only about 20-30%. And yet, they run the whole country. How did that happen? You ever ask yourself that? Well, how did that happen? How did that happen? I, I've asked myself that a million times. How did they get here? If I could frame this tweet from Mark Samford, that would be exactly how they got here. The right has been so weak and pathetic and unwilling to fight back and play hard and play offense for so long. That's how a rabid anti-American communist minority managed to take over every part of this country. Well, don't root against them. I mean, they can't be our enemy, buddy. They put on an American flag and went to an international stage and took a steaming dump on your country in front of all the world. In front of all the world, they had a chance to be patriots and celebrate this place. And they stood up and said, America sucks, and I want the whole world to know it. I've never rooted for anybody to lose so hard in my life. I'm only disappointed they didn't all come in last. I'm disappointed they didn't all sprain their ankles. We must be willing to engage in this battle. And we can't ever do it. We can't. For some reason, there's something about, I don't know whether it's, honestly, I don't know whether it's the soft Christianized version of the American right. Remember, America has a soft version of Christianity. Ah, turn the other cheek. That's the only verse I know from the Bible. Oh, King David, who was cutting off people's foreskins? Oh, I don't know about him. So I don't know whether it's that or whether it's the general live and let live mentality, but this has to stop. These people, these people like Cuomo, de Blasio, Pelosi, Biden, these people are not at some t- some peak where they're getting to the point and they're going to say to themselves, ooh, you know, we've taken this far enough. I think we're done. These people in their minds haven't even gotten started and we still have people on our side saying, well, let's, let's all get along. Let's be nice, guys. We want to be nice. Yeah. All right. That's fine. 
Let's go. Trial run. First trial run of the night is Richard. Go. Good evening, Richard Orange. I'm a uh, physician on the South Coast and uh, just calling to ask uh, Jesse, one of the things that are curious to me and what I've learned over the last few months is, especially in my healthcare system, there's, you were talking classes, there's unvaccinated, there's vaccinated. How come there is not unvaccinated recovered from COVID? It's basic immunology. They have antibodies. They have the ability to protect themselves. They're not at risk to others. I heard on the radio today, driving home from work out of New Orleans, the leader saying that if you're unvaccinated and you're wearing, not wearing a mask, you're putting our children at risk. You could be killing our children. Where Where is the unvaccinated COVID recovered? We have hundreds of thousands of Americans that are COVID recovered. How come they're not included in this conversation? Doctor, let me ask you a question. I, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you called in. Let me ask you this question. Your, the, the medical profession, is it just the incompetent boobs we see on TV, or is there somehow some left-wing pull within the medical profession? Because of what you just said is honestly, it's what stuff my family doctor told me my entire life, and yet doctors won't go on TV and say it now. Is there some left-wing pull in the medical field? I'm assuming, I mean, that is what a lot of us talk about. We don't know what goes behind closed doors, but a lot of the larger complexes are forcing. Some in, uh, I have a physician friend who works in Minnesota. They are now enforcing, mandating virus, uh, vaccines for all health employees. Good grief. Um, a lot of them are going to resist it. And uh, you would think in the medical community there would be, I mean, there is not true data out there that's saying, the vaccinated has a better immunity. Plus, a lot of the vaccinated are testing positive and are getting sick. I mean, it seems like there's something behind the scenes that are that is controlling things more than the scientific data that we typically rely on in our medical community. Thank you for the phone call, doctor. It does. It's it has felt this way the whole time. Something feels wrong. I'll tell you what it is next. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Look, I'll, I'll get to some emails in a moment, and I'll get to China. There's actually something out that's very, very interesting on China, who I think we lose sight of. So get to your phone calls, get to your emails, get to all that stuff in a moment. But first, last caller brought something up. And I've, I've heard this a lot of people, they feel like there's something eerie and creepy going on. And they felt like this for a long time and they don't know how to put it into words, but they feel like something's wrong and something's getting worse. Storm clouds are coming, that kind of thing. Real, real ominous movie type stuff. Let me tell you what you're feeling. In crisis situations, all crisis situations, they reveal who you are. And here's the thing. Oftentimes, you and I, we like to imagine the best of ourselves. I mean, pretty much most of the time, we like to imagine the best of ourselves, right? I obviously don't have any issue with that. But no, in all seriousness, we, we do. Uh, Jesse, how would you conduct yourself in a, in a situation where uh, the, the, the ship is going down? 
And I think about it for a second, and I think to myself, well, I would clearly be the hero. I'd be saving women and children. I'd be putting together a raft like MacGyver. I'd be the lion out there. But maybe I wouldn't be. Maybe I'd be a chicken. Maybe I'd be running around screaming, lose sight of myself. Maybe I'd be pushing kids out of the way for a spot in the lifeboat. Maybe I'd be something I'd be ashamed of. Part of the reason you you feel something is wrong is because when coronavirus hit our shores, it was a panic situation, a situation where many people panicked, a crisis situation, I'll put it that way, a situation where people panicked, they feel like it's a crisis, a lot of people are going to die, and Americans understandably, righteously, are proud to be American. You think being American means things. You're proud of what it means to be an American. You're proud of your country's history. You're proud of who you are now and who you think we are. But when coronavirus got here and they told us everyone was going to die, go home, lock down, hide, be scared. What you saw was your country as a whole. Maybe not you specifically, probably not you specifically, but what you saw was your country as a whole take this gigantic stress test, take this gigantic cultural crisis and fail. And fail miserably. And since that moment, since the failure of that, And look, a lot of Trump's presidency revealed this, too, with how the the system tried to purge him and things like that. That combined with coronavirus, the reason you feel like something is creepy and something is wrong and something is going on is you're starting to get a window. And me, too. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. We're starting to get a window into just how bad things are here into just how bad things are in our federal government. They just passed an over one, or they're about to pass officially, I should say, an over $1 trillion stimulus or or infrastructure bill that's nothing but a gigantic political payoff. It hardly made the news because you're so used to it now. You just have accepted the federal government is corrupt. The entire Democratic Party is. Most of the Republican Party is. The entire FBI thinks the right wing is what their target should be. The DOJ does too. You've accepted that major Democrats like Cuomo aren't ever going to go down. You've accepted things. You're you're finding out things now, and you're accepting them, and it hurts. It hurts when you have the medical community being revealed to be something you can't trust anymore. That's that's a bitter pill to swallow. From the dawn of time, the medical guy, whatever the case may be, whether he knows about a special leaf in the woods or can do brain surgery, the medical guy's always revered. Always. You're finding out your medical community is gutter trash. You're finding out, oh my gosh, even our... Even our millionaire athletes hate this place? Wait, why would they what why would they hate the place? They're all millionaires and they play sports. I don't understand. You and I were finding out together that things got really bad on us and we didn't know how bad they were cuz remember, coronavirus and our idiotic response didn't cause this. 
Coronavirus revealed this. Coronavirus was the great revealer. And there's another thing that's bothering you, even if you don't realize it is, because it's bothering me. Another thing is there are, there are fewer people who you're going to be able to rely on on our side than you thought. There are. There are fewer people than you thought. The truth is, how many right-wing pundits out there, radio, writing, and otherwise, do you see people? Do you see telling people now? I, I can show them to you now. Look, just get the vaccine so we can go back to normal. So you're supposed to be fighting for us. You're supposed to be our voice. You're supposed to be the one leading the charge. And instead, government dangled the bullwhip in front of you. And immediately you turn into a servant of the system telling people, just do what you're told so they'll leave us alone. I just don't want to be hit again. You're finding out a lot. You found out a lot over the last, let's call it five years, and it hasn't felt good. It's not good. The boat started sinking, and you found out maybe you're not the lion you thought you were. The country hit a crisis point, and we found out a lot about ourselves, and a lot of it wasn't good. Now, that's all the bad news. The good news is this. One, I'm still here. <laughs> what? Chris, we can make, oh, come on, we can make a joke. Two, there are still millions and millions and millions and millions of people out there, millions, who think like you do. They're horrified like you are. They see the problems and they want to do something about it and they want things to change. There are people out there thinking like that. You're not alone. You're not alone. You should see the absurd numbers this show is doing as it just rockets apparently into the stratosphere. People think like us. Lots of them. You're going to be fine. But you're going to have to be more active than you've been. You're going to have to be more active than you want to be. That sucks. And it does suck. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to be fun. Some parts of it might be fun. You do need to run for office. Jesse, how can I do that? I don't understand. I've never run. I'm a housewife. I'm a construction worker. I'm a a lawyer. I I don't know what to do. Okay, I get that. You don't know what to do. You know who does know what to do? Ned Ryan. He's going to help you out. He's my guest. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and terrible music like this can only mean one thing. Everybody knows what that means. It means our next guest, my friend Ned Ryan, declined to pick his own intro music, which means he gets the worst song we can find. Joining me now, the head of American Majority, which we're going to talk about a lot tonight, Ned Ryan. Ned, I bet you won't make the music mistake again that you just made. You, you know, I felt like I was set up, but you're right. I'm not going to make that same mistake mm-hmm. uh, again. I'll, I'll be better prepared next time because that was truly horrendous. Lesson learned for you, Ned. Lesson learned for you. All right, Ned, I tell people all the time, run for office. If you're going to yep. move, and I want people to move, but if you're going to move, even if you're not, run for office, school board, state house, state senate. People think, one, Ned, I, I get a million emails saying I'm not qualified, I'm just, a, I'm just a teacher, I'm a housewife, I'm an accountant, I don't know what I'm doing. 
Now, what do I do, Jesse? What do I do? Ned, I love what you do at American Majority. Help us help us out here. Yeah, no, this is exactly what we do. I mean, we started 13 years ago with, with going out and identifying good men and women to run for state and local office. So anything from school board to city council to county commission, state house, state senate. Because, Jesse, I'm a big believer that the real national generational change begins at the state and local level. Mm -hmm. But if nothing else, we saw last year in 2020 even more empirical evidence as to why state and local office is extremely important from ridiculous lockdowns to now we're seeing this whole situation with school boards trying to cram theory down the throats of our kids and indoctrinate them. You know, I'm sitting here in Loudoun County, northern Virginia, and the Loudoun County School Board, which gets a billion and a half dollars a year from us, is basically telling us to shut up and sit down, uh, mind your own business, and we're sitting here going, these are our children. We're giving you a billion and a half. No, you don't get to indoctrinate our kids. And so I tell people, you need to run for school board if you really want to have an impact on what children are learning. You've got to go run for the council, county commission, mayoral office. Um, and it's really not – I mean, the thing that we do, Jesse, is we, we kind of pull back the curtain. We show people this is not as hard as you think it is, and we teach basically politics as policy. You've got to win politically, so we teach strategy and tactics. How do you put together a campaign plan? How do you raise money? How do you do get out the vote? How do you communicate? All of these things that I believe are essential to actually doing a good campaign. And I tell people all the time, at the state and local level, if you will get a game plan together, have a metric-driven approach to campaigning, what we do and what we teach the American majority, you're going to have a really good shot at winning uh, the seat that you're running for. So we've been doing this for 13 years, training people to run for office, and then training activists and saying, hey, it's fun to show up at rallies, but that really doesn't cause them fundamental change. You need to learn how to do get out the vote, how to build meaningful coalitions. And if we can do enough of that in local areas and then in enough states, that's how you start to see national generational change start percolating from the ground up and swelling from the ground up to bring that change about. But Ned, I mean, surely all these people who approach you at American Majority, surely they are all the most highly educated, trained people in political <laughs> office. They're not just normal people running for office, right, Ned? No, I mean, these are, these are the people that have realized we have to do something. We mm -hmm. have to go above and beyond. And, and this is the thing, Jesse, I say all the time. If you have a desire and a willingness and are willing to commit to doing this, we can help you and give you the tools to be successful. And it doesn't matter what your background has been. If you have a passion and you really, truly believe that you are called to do this, we'll give you the tools necessary to be successful. And it, it, it is pretty incredible, Jesse. We have people all the time coming back to us going, all I did is apply to American Majority's training to, what I, to the office that I ran for, and I won. And it, it's one of those things, again, we just need more men and women to be able to willing to step into that public arena and say, I've got to do this, not only for the sake of my community and my children and my grandchildren, but, you know, for what the future of this country looks like. And it's, it's one of those things, Jesse, that has always frustrated me about the conservative movement, and this is why I started American Majority. We get so enraptured with our ideas. Oh, we've got the best ideas. They're just going to get implemented. No, they're not. There actually has to be meaningful, purposeful action in which people are willing to step in and say, I'm going to implement the right policy, but you can only implement the right policy if you win politically. How did, why did, is the left better at this than the right? I know traditionally they've been the religion. better. <laughs> yes. No, it's the religion. I, I say this all the time, Jesse. Our problem on the right is we tend a bunch of careerists in, have in the past. Oh, it'll be a cool career. I'll go to Congress. I'll go to the State House. I'll go to the State Senate. It'll be a fun career. I'll do a few things. I'll make a few tweaks, and then I'll, I'll go on and do something else. Whereas the left, this is their religion. They're a bunch of religious zealots. And the, the, in some ways, I really admire them, Jesse, because they gain power, and then they use power to actually fundamentally change the country to get it to a vision of what they want. 
And we're sitting here going, oh, we should just sweep the edges. We shouldn't do you know, anything too dramatic or drastic. Holy crap, Jesse, if we don't get power in 2022 and start implementing policy to actually bring about fundamental change, I don't know why we continue to elect Republicans. They better do something fundamental if we give them power back in 2022. Ned, are you seeing that message get out there? Are you seeing people change how they think about things? Are you seeing Republicans get bolder than they've been before? Well, I mean, if you're talking about Kevin McCarthy and some of the House leadership, no. Uh, I mean, this is this is this is a horrible selling point. Hey, let's get the House back so we can have Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. Like, please, ridiculous. But you're seeing this more in the grassroots, especially like here in Loudoun and some of the other local areas where people think we're going to get power and we're actually going to implement the policies that we think are beneficial to our children and to our communities. And we're going to use power because that's the whole point of getting political office is to have power and to use power to implement the right policies. No, I I think we've got to have a real conversation about House leadership, quite frankly, Senate leadership. I mean, what's the point in reelecting House, the the Republicans to the House majority and to the Senate majority if we're going to get Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell? I mean, what a joke. Ned, speaking with Ned Ryan, uh, head of American Majority, if you're thinking about running for office, which you should do, get a hold of him. Ned... It feels like America is separating itself into classes, and that worries me. This whole, and again, people make their own vaccine decisions. I don't care. This whole, this is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated or the unvaccinated or the problem. This feels like it's starting to flirt with dangerous territory to me, Ned. Oh, I mean, you you see what de Blasio is in New York City today. You know, he's going to have vaccine mandates if you're going to go into any establishment. And the whole idea of government mandating vaccines is a very dangerous thing. Not, not to be, you know, hyperbolic here, but that's kind of what fascists do, Jesse. I mean, there's a reason we have the Nuremberg Codes that you cannot take or, or force somebody to take a vaccine without their consent. And we're getting to that problem where these, this progressive left has decided that the state is all good and all powerful and all knowing and knows what's best for people. And they're going to force people to do certain things because they think that's what's best. And I think this is a dangerous spot where you have this, this administrative state authoritarianism in which they've decided we're going to force people to do what we think is best, even though it's in defiance of human rights. And I do think it's – I mean, this has been building for a long time, Jess. Anybody that's been paying attention has been seeing this for decades. We're getting to that critical point where the American people are going to have to decide, are we just going to submit and comply with these very authoritarian mandates? We're going to actually stand up and say, no, we actually have rights as an American people. And no, I have freedom of choice. And I'm not going to actually do that. And quite frankly, my body, my choice, so suck it. Ned Ryan, head of the American Majority. Ned, really quickly, how could people get a hold of you? AmericanMajority.org is the website. I encourage people to come to the website. And then obviously follow me on Twitter, at Ned Ryan, N-E-D-R-Y-U-N. And uh, have a lot of fun on Twitter. Maybe not as much fun as you, Jesse, but I try. <laughs> Be good, my brother. Give my best to Becca. Uh, Ned Ryan, American Majority. AmericanMajority.org. I know we had some phone issues there. I would normally have, have stopped that one, but I think it's important. I really do think it's important because I understand that feeling. When It's easy for me to sit behind the microphone and tell you run for office. Now, granted, I've done it before, twice, as you know, but it's easy to say that. You, you feel like you want to, you feel like you want to do some good, but you don't know how. I know exactly what that feeling is like. I didn't know how when I started running. I had no idea. And I didn't have American Majority to help me out. You have AmericanMajority.org. 
if you're interested, if you're even flirting with the idea, not Andrew Cuomo flirting, but if you're even flirting with the idea, go to AmericanMajority.org. Look, I'm not a representative of this organization. I just want you to get involved. Remember, we outnumber them. They are only in control because they got involved. Never, ever, ever forget that. All right, we're going to get to China. We're going to get to these emails. Yes, I'll take another phone call or two in just a second, but first and foremost, this is a true story. Husband and wife, they're driving home from dinner. They stop at a red light. Boom, angry mob surrounds them. A mob forces open the driver's side door, start dragging the husband from the car into the angry mob. He reaches for his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Pop, pop, shoots the attacker twice in the chest. It unleashes this ultra-powerful chemical irritant. All the attackers back off. Husband and wife drive home safe and sound. No shots fired. No loss of life. This stuff saves lives. This chemical irritant is so powerful. It's way more powerful than the pepper spray I got hit with once you remember that story. Go to Hero2020.com. Hero2020.com. Make sure you use the coupon code KELLY when you get there. It'll get you a special discount. And remember, state law restrictions may apply. Hero2020.com. Coupon code KELLY. Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain you can't get out. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I won't back it back down either in my war against big pizza. Don't think I have let that go from yesterday when I once again was suckered into ordering extra cheese because I wanted extra cheese. Then the charge got applied for extra cheese. It was two bucks, by the way. Pizza shows up. That was a normal amount of cheese. Chris, confirm. That was a normal amount of cheese. You and me, big pizza. You and me. It's on now. Let's get to some emails. The addition of callers to your show last night is probably the most I've laughed in a long time. (laughs) You can hear it in the caller's voice when they say, hey, Jesse, what's up? Then quickly realize they've already blown it. Even more, we all cringe as we wonder if the great Oracle will hit the eject button and blast the caller into oblivion. (laughs) Priceless entertainment right there. (laughs) He says, I can say his name. His name is Patrick. Look. I am rude, but I wasn't doing it to be rude. Again, everything I do to be nice, people call rude. I was doing it to be nice to you. I'm doing it because, look, this show's never going to sound like other shows. There are a million shows out there that sound the same. Because I'm unprofessional and have no moral grounding and I have no radio training and I have no education, this show's going to sound different. I'm a rude person. I cannot, I cannot drag the show down into the depths of hell with a boring caller. Get right to the point. Don't, don't ask me how I am. Don't say hi. Don't do any of that. I'm going to take a chance at another call. Evan in Pennsylvania, go. Back when Hillary was uh, Secretary of State, she went over to Russia and she was posing with that commie dude, and they're standing there holding a, a reset button, which is a joke because it's actually a emergency stop button. But 
what was that all about? And uh, had, had Hillary won in uh, 2016, what would have been different? I venture to say this. If Hillary won in 2016, we would barely have registered coronavirus on the map. Understand that. Understand this about, about coronavirus and our coronavirus response. It was about coronavirus for about 10 minutes. Democrats quickly realized we can use this coronavirus to destroy the one thing that was absolutely going to get Donald Trump reelected, the economy. And look, we have to be honest. We have to be honest when it comes to Trump. He realized way too late that's what they were doing. That's on Trump. That's on Trump. It is. I, and I don't, I don't take a lot of, of pleasure in saying that. Because, again, I think he was an excellent president. Dr. Fauci, that was Donald Trump's guy. Dr. Burks, that was Donald Trump's guy. Go home, 15 days to slow the spread. I know you and I have selective memories, but that was under Donald Trump. That's the truth. Email. All right, listen up, Jesse. Give me the right answers. Ooh, see, I like this person. See, this is why this is why I've lived all over the country and I choose to live in the South because the manners are better. But this is why I get along so well with people from the Northeast. Because they're so rude like I am. We just get along well. Anyway, in a party setting where pizza is being served, the pie you have chosen has one missing piece, but the slice you want is on the opposite side of the pizza. Do you skip the slice you want and continue taking from the open side or just dive in and get the best slice available? I take whatever slice I want. I take whatever slice I want at all times, and you should too. And hear me out. Hear me out. Life is too short. Life is too short. You don't have unlimited stomach capacity. I don't have unlimited stomach capacity. I only have so many slices of pizza in me. And so if I have to put, what, two, three slices, let's call it that, do I want the slice of pizza where the toppings have been ripped off by the last guy who couldn't get it right? Do I want the slice of pizza where half the slice is taken up by that big unsightly bubble in the middle that pushes all the toppings and all that off of it? I won't do it. I won't do it. Life is too short. If you don't like that, then I suggest you get to the pizza before me and you get your own slice. I'll not be a slave to tradition. Remember, I don't like so many traditions. Remember how often I've gone off against America's insane, stupid wedding tradition where everybody you know has to spend $5,000 to fly across the country because you're getting hitched? That's stupid. Totally against it. I fly against this pizza tradition. If you have pizza with me, I might finger all the pieces before I grab one. I might do what, Chris? I will. I'm not, you're not holding me back. Hello, handsome Oracle. I think it's I think it absolutely helps women running for office if they are hot. Let's face it, AOC would not have won if she was an ugly moron. She is young and pretty. She won and has a huge following, and it's not for her brains, I promise. Looks absolutely matter. That is the reality. The ones who have a hissy fit about it are those that are ugly. 
<laughs> Do you ever see hot women holding up signs that say stop sexism? Nope. <laughs> she says I can say her name, Jennifer in Nashville. <laughs> you know, that's pretty true. That's pretty mean. It's pretty mean, but it's pretty true. This is from the diplomaticcourier.com, and I'll be totally frank with you. I did not know that website existed until like three seconds ago, and now I'm going to go there a lot just to tell people, oh, you, maybe you didn't read from the Diplomatic Courier today. I certainly did. What, Chris? When you make things sound important, then you by default make yourself sound more important. It's like my buddy I told you guys about. He used to print out the fake business cards when we were in the Marine Corps. Because it doesn't cost any money to print out business cards. And he used to print out ones that said doctor and lawyer and vice president and all this stuff on it. Oh, he just cleaned up with the chicks. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. This is about China. I think we're forgetting something about China. I'll tell you what we're forgetting in just a second. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and we are in our final hour. Let's do a couple things before we get back to Cuomo. I'll take a phone call. Let's do something here. First of all, the diplomatic courier. The headline is China's grand strategy to displace American order. I'm not going to read this long, complicated article or the long, complicated book. I am going to get the author on, though. I am simply going to say this about the whole China thing. I think you and I both forget. We both forget from time to time, because things are a bit rough domestically here, we forget China is our enemy. They are our enemy. The virus came from China, and China has publicly stated, it's not like they're being quiet about this, China has publicly stated they intend to take us down. They intend to supplant us as number one on the world stage. We lose sight of that fact. There are grander things at stake here. Now, again, back to the Cuomo thing. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. I played you a little audio at the beginning of the show. The Attorney General of New York, the Attorney General of New York is Letitia James. She's the one who's going to be running up against Cuomo, probably, we think, in his election, in a primary. So already we've got some political bias in there. They were running a probe to see if Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed half the female population. Apparently, he did. The investigation found that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed current and former New York State employees by engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching and making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature. Okay, that, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good at all. And how many women are we talking about here? Well, again, we judge all these cases, all of them. I always have. I always will individually by their merit. I don't feel this need because I have no moral compass and I don't feel shame. I don't feel this need to do the thing everyone else does these days. Ha, I believe all women. Why? Some women are full of crap. Women lie about this all the time. We take about we take each and every case individually. But it sounds like this was a lot more than just one. The governor denied inappropriately touching anyone or making any lewd statements. He said, that's not who I am. 
The governor said he always tries to put people at ease, though 11 women who came forward to the New York Attorney General's office said they found the governor's conduct demeaning and offensive. Okay. Andrew Cuomo, of course, came out and said something. I'll play you his response in just a second, but I need you to, I need you to remember this. Andrew Cuomo's not going to resign. He's not going to quit. I know Joe Biden called for him to resign. I get that. I I know Nancy Pelosi called for him to resign. Chuck Schumer called for him to resign. De Blasio's calling for I know that. There are haves and have-nots in this society. In every society. That doesn't make us unique, but we're at a place in our country where we've We've rotted out to the point that our haves can be haves right in your face and they know you can't do anything about it. And these people, they simply live lives that are above the law. They live lives above the law. They have enough judges in their pocket. They have enough great lawyers. They have enough this and that. They have enough friends in high places. They can always manage to maneuver something to a friendly territory and get off scot-free. Here's Andrew Cuomo. Doesn't sound like a man who's about to resign. I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. My attorney, who is a non-political former federal prosecutor, has done a response to each allegation. And the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. I did ask her questions I don't normally ask people. I did ask her how she was doing and how she was feeling. And I did ask questions to try to see if she had positive support of dating relationships. I know too well the manifestations of sexual assault. All right, we we get the general gist, Chris. (laughs) We get the general gist. He's not retiring. He's not going away. He's not quitting. And I've had a bunch of people since I brought that up at the beginning of the show. They've written in and they've called in. They they said, hey, what about the law? Isn't this a violation of the law? What about the law? And this is the point I was trying to make earlier and why the the Cuomo situation does matter and why Hillary Clinton not going down does matter and why the FBI going after people on the right and, and excusing people on the left, why it does matter. What about the law? What about the Constitution? How many times do you hear somebody lecturing you about the Constitution these days? That's unconstitutional. He can't do that. It's in the Constitution. That's a violation of the Constitution. Stop doing that. I love the Constitution as much as you do. I have as much respect for that document as anybody. Stop pretending we live under the Constitution anymore. What's constitutional? That's not constitutional. Nothing they do is constitutional. You and I, we live in a post-law era. A post-law era. They're brazen about it now. They're right there in your face about it. You and I live in an era where the law is whatever they decide it is. If someone at the Federal Bureau of Investigation decides you, Mr. Republican, need to be wiretapped, They'll just lie until you're wiretapped. If someone at the FBI decides, you know, (laughs) we don't need to go after Hillary. They're not going to go after Hillary. 
If a local district attorney decides, you know, I love these Black Lives Matter terrorists, they seem cool, and doesn't want to prosecute them for terrorist crimes, they're not going to get prosecuted. If you, on the other hand, if they look at you and say, I don't like this person, he's going down and decide to prosecute you to the max, you're getting prosecuted to the max. What's my favorite quote of all time? My favorite historical quote? Always applicable to these days, the great Pompey Magnus of Rome, when he was challenged, showed up and was taking a bunch of stuff that wasn't his, and somebody started telling him, that's against the law. That's against the Constitution. You know what Pompey Magnus said? Do not quote laws to men with swords. These people have swords now. The law is whatever they decide it's going to be which is why we have this massive violation of, like I said earlier, the social contract. And it's part of what's fraying the country. It's part of what's pulling the country apart. You, rightfully so, feel like they don't have any intention of playing fair. They don't have any intention of following the rules. They don't have any intention of enforcing the laws, at least not against their friends. Oh, they'll enforce them all day long against you, but not against their friends. Anthony, line two. Anthony, don't mess this up. Go. Well, I wanted to let you Anthony, know that I was the guy you're in the process of murdering us. Can you hear me? You murdered. Anthony killed us, Chris. He killed us. Maybe he killed it for everybody. 877-377-4373 is the number. Back to the Bill de Blasio thing I brought up earlier, because after this, we have to talk about kids. No, no, don't worry. I'm not going to bore you with stories about my kids. By the way, nobody likes stories about your kids. Nobody. Nobody. Your, uh, there's your grandma, and that's the only one. It's the same as your dog. And I realize that I'm going to sound like a bad person, but I am a bad person, so I can say these things. Nobody likes your dog. Nobody. You like your dog. He's your dog. Don't bring him in restaurants. Don't bring him in offices that aren't yours. It's your dog. I love my dog. I don't expect you to care about your dog or my dog. Now, we're going to talk about everybody's kids in a second. But first and foremost, the Bill de Blasio thing is an equally big deal. It's a very, very, very big deal. I'm going to tell you why it's such a big deal. And yes, take a couple other calls in just a second. First, though, I love saving money. And I love being more purposeful with where I spend my money. When I tell you to shop at my pillow, it's not just because of the quality of the pillows and the mattress toppers and the sheets and the pajamas and the slippers and everything they sell. It's the best quality out there. That's why there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. I tell you to go to my pillow because Mike Lindell of my pillow, he's been out there taking slings and arrows for all of us. He's been banned from all these big box stores. He's still out there. He won't stop. He won't back off. Are you going to reward him for fighting for you? Or are you going to walk to the big box store and get some junk from in there? And he's got a steal for you right now. His six-piece towel set, all USA cotton, it's normally $109.99. It's $39.99 right now. $39.99. That's incredible. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and you can get that six-piece towel set for $39.99 if you use the promo code JESSE. Don't forget that or you won't get it. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code is JESSE. Go be more purposeful with your money. Hang on. 
Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'll tell you. I am clearly not alone in my war against big pizza with the extra cheese shafting we're all getting. You ask for extra cheese. You pay for extra cheese. They never deliver extra cheese. If you're a big pizza insider and you know why this phenomenon happens, you can reach out to the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. In fact, anyone can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, everything's welcome. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, including Ned Ryan, about an hour ago, came on. He has a resource for you people who are thinking about running for office and don't know what to do. You can catch the whole show podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. What, Chris? It's important. Joaquin, go. Yeah, Jesse, you know what? I'm really disgusted with the Republicans, with the conservative media pundits. These guys have allowed the fascism of uh, the corporations, actually reverse fascism, to take over our Constitution, basically to shred it by saying that, oh, they're private businesses and they can do whatever they want. No, they can't. They can't discriminate against you for your religion, race, and gender. So how is it they can discriminate against you based on your uh, political beliefs? 100%. Now, also, on top of it, I, these people who sit there and say, I don't believe in boycotts, look at what happened with Laura Ingram. She had 10 sponsors that withdrew that support, and uh, nobody did anything. Uh, all the pundits, they could have called to their massive audiences to boycott these companies, to roar like lions, and to be kings of the jungle. But we've- 100% right. He's 100% right. No, I know I cut him off because that was going on too long, but he nailed it. That was a good point. And yes, no, his cell phone didn't drop. I just hung up on him. But he's right. He's right. And I, I tried to explain this the other day, and I need, I need everyone to hear me here. When you get mad about the things you get mad about, this is the same stuff I get mad about. I blame the right more than I blame the communists because I already know what the communists want. The communists hate you. They hate me. They want to destroy everything because that's what communists do. It's a religion of domination and destruction. I know all that. And yet time after time after time after time, the right loses the narrative early on. I just, I watched him do it. I watched him do it clear back. Remember the Mueller report? That total sham. Oh, Donald Trump's a Russian agent. We had more than half of the pundits on the right saying, well, you know, I mean, Robert Mueller is a... He is a public servant. He's just out there doing just doing the right thing by America. I think we should wait and see. Let's get to the bottom of it. Two years, they kneecapped the Trump presidency with that sham, and the right was the one caving on it. Remember when St. George Floyd died? All of a sudden, the left, the media, the entire system decided cops in America are a bunch of racists hunting down black men for sport. What did the right do? What was the response for the right? Uh, can we get Tim Scott? I need, we need federal police reform. I mean, you're right. The cops do kind of suck. And then about six months later, America's cities on fire are on fire and the right wakes up and goes, whoa, this isn't good. Uh, we're pro cop. Where were you when the narrative was getting set dork? And he's right about the boycott thing too. And I'll be frank with you. 
I still fail at this too. I still fail at it, but I try to be a lot more purposeful with it. How much money do you spend with people who hate you? With people who hate you. That new uh, Space Jam movie. I was glad to see their, their ratings were in the tank and no one went out to see it, but did you go see Space Jam? I mean, the lead star has been out there dumping on you and your country every single day. Did you go reward him with the movie ticket because little Timmy wanted to go see the new Space Jam? Look And look, when I ask you these questions, I'm not judging you. I, I, we only canceled Disney Plus a, a couple months ago. A few months ago, there was something. They did something terrible. I, oh, it was the CRT. They were forcing all their employees to the CRT training. I had a million and one reasons I should have canceled it beforehand. I didn't. Why? I like watching the superhero movies with my kids. I'm not judging you. I'm I'm guilty, more guilty than you are. But you and I have got to develop teeth with where we spend our money. If every single person on the right stopped watching the NFL last year when they went on their big America Sucks tour, the NFL would be drowning in red, white, and blue right now trying to get you back because the ratings would have been so low, people would have lost millions and been fired. But instead, what you see? You saw before the season. It was, I'm never watching again. Screw that un-American scum. I'm out on the NFL. By about week two, whoa, Drew Brees, what a throw. This is great for my fantasy team. If we're not going to be willing to be more purposeful with where we spend our money, with where we don't spend our money, with where we spend our time, then we're never, ever, ever going to be able to conquer this. Because on top of all the communists we have in the corporate boardrooms, understand, they are still in there making business decisions. They are. They sit around a big table, and you know what? They have all these groups, all these crazy street communist groups that are telling them, oh, hello, Mr. NFL. We, we notice you haven't run very many transgender ads in the past year. Do you hate transgender, you bigot? You better run transgender ads. And they go to these corporate boardrooms, and they say to themselves, okay, well, here's a sheet. Uh, if we don't run the transgender ad, we know these people, these people, and these people are going to boycott and they're going to riot and they're going to make us pay for it. We'll actually feel it in the pocketbook. But if we run a transgender ad, if we do that, we know the right will complain about it on Twitter for 15 minutes and then watch the game. They're making business decisions at all times. They're making business decisions. We're helping them make it. If you stop going to the movies made by people who hate you, they'll stop making those movies. If you stop watching the sports, if you stop buying the products, and again, I can't, I'm not pointing a finger. I'm just as guilty of all this stuff. I told you the story was a few weeks ago. My son, uh, my oldest son started running cross country and needed cross country shoes. Wife was taking him out shopping. I... Didn't tell her what to buy. Didn't tell her what not to buy. She's not a hugely political person. She goes out, comes home, brand new pair of Nikes for my son. And I look and I'm horrified. I'm, I, I said, are these, are these Nikes? And she said, yeah. And it wasn't her fault. It's my fault. And I said, ah, oh, we don't buy Nike in this house. So I recently have funded people who hate me. But if we can't get better at that, both of us, if we can't get better at that, 
We're never going to make it. And it is pathetic how so much of the right, they line up behind these corporations who hate them. We have got to stop this. We have got to stand up to these people. You saw what Christy Noem did, right? You saw what Christy Noem did? Oh, you you know what? I'm going to go into what Christy Noem did next. You want to talk about a colossal disappointment. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show with some beats tonight, Chris. How about that? All right. The guy brought up uh, corporations and the right and how weak the right is. You know how Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has come out and said, no, businesses, you will not be mandating that your employees get a vaccine. No, you're not doing that here. Christy Nome comes out immediately. This is after she already decided that men can compete against women in women's sports. She comes out immediately and says, hey, employees, they have the freedom to leave if they want to leave. We're not going to be handing out any mandates here. And that's exactly how we lost the country to the communists. The right is so afraid. They've been so whipped by this pathetic, I don't know what it is, laissez-faire attitude, weak attitude, so afraid to use their power. Now they don't have any. Now they don't have any. We on the right, you and I, we have no cultural institutions left. None. The left has taken all of them. The only institutions with any teeth you and I have left are the states, a few individual states themselves. If we're not even to the point where we'll use those, we're finished. We're finished. If we're going to allow the Chamber of Commerce to come in and say, hey, listen, Governor, I know you want to protect the people, but this will hurt our business interests. And we're going to we're going to still be that party. We're finished. The corporations in the United States of America, not all of them, but many of them and many of the most powerful have chosen to line up with the communists against you. We are either going to go after that aggressively or we're toast. We're absolutely toast. No, we can't look at corporations as these saintly organizations anymore now. They must be treated separately. They're not treating themselves separately. They're treating themselves like the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. What are we going to do about that? All right, Vicky, go. Hello? That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. Vicky said she had a marketing idea. I wanted to hear about the marketing idea. The reason I wanted to he- hear is this. I will warn you. I've been talking to you about running for office. I'm going to give you guys a piece of advice. If you're going to run for office, and you have to, the worst part of running for office won't be the attack ads they run against you. You, you don't care about that. Forget those communists. It won't even be the raising money. It won't be the time away from your family. Without question, the worst thing ever about running for office was the advice. Every single person underneath the sun, they all think they know how to win a political race. Every single one of them. They all, I, I walked, I, I marched for Barry Goldwater back in 1964, and I was his assistant special to the secretary. So I know how to win elections. 
every single one of these people, every person you meet, especially the older folks, they've all been around long enough and they know how to win elections. They'll even gobble up your time. I'll never forget. I had multiple people because you're out there. You're trying to raise money. You're doing things. I had multiple people say, I just, look, I really need to sit down with Jesse. And you'd go sit down with them, like carve out 15, 20 minutes out of your day. You don't have to go sit down with them. I mean, hoping for something significant. Are you organizing for me? Are you donating? What are you doing? I just really wanted the chance to give you some advice. Oh, my gosh. There's nothing worse. Absolutely nothing worse. We have headlines I didn't get to here in about 10 minutes, by the way. Email. Jesse, you're right on the money when you say the right will choose a monster to lead them. The commies think someone like President Trump was dangerous. But his response to election fraud was to say, peacefully make your voices heard. If the right keeps getting pummeled again and again, how long until the next leader has finally had enough of this crap and tells the crowd, go burn it all down? I think it's coming real soon. The communists are short-sighted and greedy, and they can't even see what kind of desperation they're pushing the right towards. You can hate this email all you want. He's 100% right. I'm telling you right now. The right is going to choose a monster. The right is. I don't say this because I can predict the future, although I am the oracle, Chris. (laughs) Not quit. I don't say this because I can predict the future. I say this because I read the past. I say it because I know about history. And that's what happens. The communists get aggressive and they take and they take and they take and they take. That's what communists do. The right... If there, if there are enough of them, and there are enough of them, they will not be trampled on forever. For so long, the right has been live and let live, whatever you do, turn the other cheek. Well, we can't do that. That wouldn't be limited government. We can't be freedom. At some point in time, people will choose a monster to protect their way of life. I've used this example before, and it's 100% true. The, what the right has been... This is what the right has been. There's been there's a lady out in the water, out in the middle of the ocean, with her two kids on a little boat, and the boat is sinking. And the right has been the people pulling up to her in a perfectly good boat, and she's begging for, for a rescue. And the right has been the person leaning out the door saying, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? Do you want the chicken strips or do you want the cheeseburger? Nothing matters to that lady until her and her loved ones are safe. The right is going to choose a monster because the current people in power, they don't understand the desperation you and I feel for what these people are doing to our culture. I have said it before. I'll say it again. Within 10 years, I mean, shoot, maybe not within 10, within one, within 10 years, if you were running on the Republican side for the nomination for president and you stood up to the microphone and you ran on, I will throw every single left-wing journalist in this country in federal prison, you would get the nomination. Now, I know, you know how I know that? Because I know about 90% of my audience is cheering right now, just the suggestion of it. Okay, look, obviously that's not good. We don't want that. You don't want to live in that kind of country. But that's the environment the left has created now. That level of desperation is palpable now. People feel as if their entire way of life is being ripped away from them. 
and the, all this coronavirus lockdown stuff, it's only going to speed that up. Dear Dr. Bridge Cable Kelly. Chris, what does that mean? Bridge Cable. Oh, no. Oh, never mind. My friend and I have a wager on slash about you. This is the true test of your endurance and gluttony. How many BLT sandwiches could you eat in one sitting? Absolutely pushing yourself to the limit. Okay, well, I can eat zero. You know why? Because bacon is outstanding, and bacon has carried the BLT for far too long. You know what's not outstanding? Lettuce. Why are we still pretending like lettuce is good? Yeah, I'll eat a salad as soon as I drop some cheese in there and some croutons and some kind of delicious dressing. Let's not pretend like the lettuce is the star of the show. The lettuce is the vehicle to get said dressing into my mouth. Why are we, why are we taking a sandwich with mayonnaise and bread and bacon and adding lettuce? What are we doing? What are we doing? That's like that old biblical verse, Chris, like the like the golden ring in the pig's snout is a beautiful woman who has no discretion. What are you shaking your head at? That's in the Old Testament. You people believe in that. But it's seriously, that's what the BLT is. And don't even get me started on, on the tomato. Uh, even if you're pro-tomato, and I'm not. I'm very anti-tomato. The tomato, when it's on a sandwich, it's like this brutal assault on your senses. They just, it's all you can taste. It dominates everything. Does it sound like I'm fired up? I get upset about the BLT because the BLT should be good. You see, I'm white trash. I grew up, my mom made me bacon sandwiches. Bacon sandwiches. Bacon, mayo, bread. What else does that sandwich need? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, Headlines I Didn't Get To. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We will get to headlines I didn't get to here in just a second. But first, our hammered guy Stone from last night is back on Stone Go. Hey, Jesse. Uh, hey, I was just telling, thinking about uh, Christy Nome there, and uh, they used to use the war on drugs. You know, they could slip a couple hits of acid in uh, politicians' <laughs> grandchild's backpack, and basically they got that politician in their pocket. But now they got the internet. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, Stone. I have no, no earthly idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Hits of acid. Down a little bit. All right. All right. They used to use the war on drugs okay. to control politicians. They could put a hit of acid ah. or whatever in a politician's grandchild's backpack. That doesn't work with Biden, though. So but but uh, now they got the Internet, and, you know, <clears throat> it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you know, Stone. They- Appreciate it, but we're going to move on here. Now it's time for headlines I didn't get to. This is from Newsbusters.org. The Muppets spinoff teaches toddlers the beauty of transgenderism. I have tried to explain this a million times before because you're a normal person. You look at other people's kids and you think, oh, okay, nice, cute kid. Hope they're being raised right. Hope someone feeds them. The left looks at your kids and they think they belong to them. And it's actually worse than that. 
they feel like you're in the way. They rolled out uh, Elmo, I guess. It's some uh, knockoff Elmo. And, of course, he has to come out. And it's revealed that he's a transgender, of course. And we're finding out now there are all these leftist groups like GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, behind the scenes that are forcing, that. well, they're calling and trying to force these scenes onto the studios. Understand this. You and I have to be better. I know I do, too, about watching what our kids consume. No, my kids don't watch uh, Nickelodeon and stuff like that, but they're still on uh, things like YouTube and whatnot. Be careful what your kids consume because the communists do not look at your kids and think, you know, let's leave them alone. They're kids. Oh, maybe later on in life. It wouldn't be appropriate if I went after the kids now. They don't think like that. Communists have never thought like that. They have always understood getting the kids is the key to getting the future. Always. That's how they think. Remember it. Headline from azcentral.com. Maricopa County and Dominion won't comply with new subpoenas issued by the Arizona Senate. Okay. This goes back to what we were talking about. Andrew Cuomo and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and the FBI and everything else. When did we get to a place in this country where you can just decide, ah, uh, no, I'm not complying with the subpoena? When did that happen? Oh, granted, it's only for the left. If you're on the right, you better comply with a subpoena or you're going to get thrown in the slammer. But if you're on the left, you can just decide, no, I'm not complying? It's the same as I, I, I was screaming about this. I've been screaming about this. Pennsylvania. When they were doing all their vote count stuff and various, I'm not going to go into the details of it. They violated the federal law, federal law, and nobody went to jail. Okay, well, what's the point of having federal law? If the laws mean nothing, what does it matter? Headline Titanic Museum iceberg wall collapses, injuring three visitors. You know, this took place in Knoxville, Tennessee. Isn't it a little much to have the iceberg wall there? Do we need the iceberg wall there? It's funny you brought this up. The history podcast that's dropping hopefully tomorrow or the next day. The history, it's it's already done. Don't get me wrong. I've recorded it. It's recorded. The history podcast of mine that's dropping soon. It's on the Titanic. Why did I choose to do one on the Titanic this week? Full disclosure, I normally do a show, a history show, on something that specifically interests me. This week, I did one because my son wanted me to do it. My oldest son is obsessed with the Titanic right now. He knows everything about its sinking. He loves listening to my show. And he asked, he said, Dad, would you do one on the Titanic? And because I'm a huge sucker... I agreed to do it, but I did sink a bunch of time into it. I think you will enjoy it. Headline. This is from Gallup. Americans' optimism about COVID-19 dashed as cases surge. You see how we've warped people? Who cares about cases? Deaths are either down or flatlining. You understand. You need to tell even your liberal friends and family members, we know how to treat coronavirus now. If you get coronavirus now, even if you're one of the vulnerable, there's a chance we can save you. We have the things we need. 
Get yourself to a hospital. Get checked in. We can save you. Getting a disease is not the same as dying from a disease. Who cares about cases? Cases are up. Cases are up. Whenever you see somebody reporting on cases, you know they're lying. That's a fact. Headline, this is Elizabeth Warren. Abortion is essential for functioning of our democracy. Well, we don't have a democracy. That's one. We have a representative republic. Important distinction there. Two, I have always said this. Regardless of your feelings on the issue, I am rapidly, rapidly pro-life. I mean, way to the right of even most pro-life people. Regardless of your feelings on the issue, though, isn't it creepy how much Democrats love it? I mean, Chris isn't even that pro-life. He's creeped out by it. These people love it. It, They they celebrate it like it's some kind of national triumph. I'm out on that. Headline. Florida's largest school district is worried about funding after government bans mask mandates for school. Oh, man, that's great news. This is the Miami-Dade County Public Schools. With any luck, they will not get the funding they need, and the school itself will completely implode, and all those kids can go be educated at home by non-communists who won't teach them to hate America. It was an awesome show. We will be back to do it again tomorrow. You keep your chin up. There are more people that think like you than think like them. Always remember that. That's all.